0: hello there I'm sorry my listeners I am so sorry I know I haven't been in the last week but I had a lot on my mind I had uh, <clears throat> I had a couple things to do for my trip you know I wasn't sure if I was going to Poland or not now I, I'm going to Poland I got my ticket I'm making arrangements a uh, lot of a lot of things to do but I'm not going to bore you with the trivia on that. In my descriptions, I try to make a little more enticing about getting my leg caught in a fucking bear trap and having to chop off my leg, and uh, and and I do the wrong leg. You know that'd be something because you know you always hear about that happening in the operating room, people getting the wrong appendage cut off or a transplant gone awry yep it's a big world out there a lot of mistakes can be made so I thought that would be good in the title and something like that And plus I was looking for a belt and that's what you use as tourniquet right you need a, a belt you always you always see that you know when there's a, a vampire bites you and they got a Stop it from spreading or venom or whatever spreading to your body or stop the bleeding, uh, you know, or to amputate someone. That's the word I was looking for. Amputate. What a wonderful, wonderful word for a horrible thing, amputating. Is there a positive uh, way to use amputate? Imagine that in a spelling bee. Hmm. I guess there's a way um, I was going to go and get my mother something for Mother's Day so I s- decided to amputate a rosebush there you go it's positive I mean not for the Rosebud ne- rosebush necessary, but uh, for the, the mother <coughs> well I'm going to start talking about work first it's it's going to the, I guess we are in the dog days of summer, right? In the middle of it, almost a, a month into summer. Out west, there's a shitload of wildfires and a heat wave. And out east, there's a lot of rain. rain. And in the middle, a lot of tornadoes here. In Florida, we're doing uh, pretty good. Pretty good, pretty, pretty, pretty good. We have um, some storms and shit like that going on. One thing they did have, I notice, that being in Florida, we had a bunch of boats going south on the road, boats on trailers. Pleasure craft, if you will. And there was some, over a couple of days ago, there was some kind of flotilla supporting the uh, protests that were on, going on in Korea. Cur- Uh, Cuba. And as most of you listeners know, a lion's share of the Cuban-Americans live in South Florida. So we had a lot of those people participating in things like that, bringing down their boat. And there's, you know, a couple times, I haven't been affected by it, but they were shutting down highways and shit like that. Curious thing. A lot of Cuban-Americans in South Florida are the former president's supporters, as well as the governor of Florida. And the governor of Florida pushed for a bill. It was an anti-protest bill, an anti-rioting bill or whatever. And what happens is it outlaws or makes it criminal to block traffic and do other shit. And last week we had Cuban Americans and their supporters blocking highways in Florida, doing exactly what the new bill was designed to attack, you know, to address, I guess, be more. But lo and behold, since there were supporters of the governor and the former president, no one was arrested. See, those laws were enacted for the Black Lives Matter protest and just like a lot of the bullshit laws they passed for uh, making it tough to vote shit like that in Florida, Texas, Georgia North Carolina, a ton of these states they had this and now they're showing that they're not enforcing the law in the manner that it was passed so it kind of shows a little hypocrisy there Right? Apocrisy. Matter of fact, outright prejudice. If it was a bunch of um, black people blocking a highway in Florida, they would add that every law enforcement agent there locking people up and opening it up right away. Because they had the laws to back them up. They can just say, oh, we charge you with a violation of the new law that was passed. Which they didn't do for this. So we had them coming down. What they were fucking doing on the water. They were going to go a couple miles out. Maybe to help some of the people trying to get out of there. There's a lot of social unrest around the world. Due to a lot of the changes that occurred. But um, yeah, I would like to see us open up with Cuba and stuff like that. That was probably the best way for it to uh, change. We stopped the... That's my look at it and I, I'm sorry if I piss you off uh any of my South Florida listeners, but uh eventually that'll come to pass, that government will fall and you'll have uh supposedly a whole bunch of people want to go back there and do their thing. You know, or try to reclaim the property, their ancestral properties, and shit like that. You know, it'd be funny if the Indians did that here. Just say, "Hey, listen, we want to, we want to get our property back. So, we want to get Manhattan back. You owe us a lot." Tell Trump, "You owe us a lot of fucking rent." The person who made the deal, Stivenson, who bought Manhattan with a bunch of trinkets and stuff like that, he wasn't empowered to make a deal for all Indians. So, the beads and all that shit you traded, and blankets you traded for Manhattan—that's a fallacious uh, contract. So on on. So at work, we had—we're in a dog days of summer. It's going to get busy again. We got weekenders coming down. We still have vacationers coming down from different places, but they have different choices to go to now too—not just the Keys. At one point, Keys was one of the few tropical places open in uh, the United States. And foreign travel was getting dicey because a lot of countries weren't letting people in. I should know. I was looking for that. Well, we had visitors last night. This younger couple, younger couple, almost any couple that come to a bar that's traveling is younger than me. But I uh, forgot the wife's name, but the husband's name was Josh. They're from Spokane, Washington State. And, you know, I guess they're escaping their heat waves and shit like that. You think Washington, a lot of the funny thing about Washington State, and it's just like the impression you have of other places. Like if people think of Florida, they think of fucking meth heads running around, being chased by people with no, no clothes on. Uh, in trailer parks chased around by police officers. That's got to be a huge one. Image of that. Another one is, is crocodiles and alligator, alligators mainly. A lot of people say crocodiles. Crocodiles are not in North America. Well, the yeah, The North American crocodile is in Florida. Yes. A lot down in Keys. they, they a- habitat is brackish and salt water. So. And there are Quite aggressive, some of them. So we had our uh, visitors from Washington stop by. They were staying across the way from us, from the catch, and we appreciate them. Hope they become regular listeners. If they listen on the phone. We'll find. We'll find out, I guess. Because I'm going to tell you, listeners, here I have a an application that I use for broadcasting location is um, it breaks it breaks down the demographics geography where it's from that's the reason why we had listeners from Taiwan Canada at one time we had some listeners from Iran um, it's really hard to get listeners but I just I guess there's a search when someone puts in keys or something like that that comes up and people expect to hear they want to hear about some fishing, Boating, scuba diving, and that's this three things I really don't talk about that much. I guess I should go on the water. Maybe I should do that. We do a weekly thing and bring someone in to talk about how the shit's going on the water. You know? Oh, it's wet. Fucking water. I went down and saw some corn. I saw some lobster. Lobster season is going to be coming up pretty soon. Pretty, pretty, pretty soon. It's lobster mini-season. You may have heard, if you're a listener, avid listener of the show, you may have heard about this before. And lobster, what lobster mini-season is, we have seasons for, just like deer season, rabbit season, duck season. I don't know which it is if it's duck season or rabbit season. Because that's always a thing Daffy and Bugs would argue about. But uh, lobster mini-season is a weird one because what happens before it opens a commercial commercial and recreational uh, lobstering they do this mini season it opens it up to people that just buy a temporary license and or and they come down and you can get six lobster t- six lobsters per person per boat a day and what happens down here is most people buy that they, they catch to their limit. Right? But the psychology behind it, there's other people that say, well, fuck, we'll just get as much one." Now me, on, on the other hand, I'm not that crazy about Caribbean lobster. Caribbean lobster doesn't have the pincers on it. They call them bugs because they look like bugs. But they have the tail. But they don't have the big, big-ass claws in the front. Okay? They just have... You know, they just have these spindly legs. And I think they taste like big shrimp to me. I like, I'm a cold water lobster guy. And they live for a long time. They get really big. So people go, but some people are fucking crazy about them. And it's already happening now. People are just coming in. They just, they get an idea in their head. And the idea in their head is, I'm going to get my lobster now before season. Even if it violates. now if you get caught with those things, it is no joke. It is no joke down here. It is much like getting caught with a DUI nowadays or getting in trouble for assault. It does not go away. It'll change your life for a couple measly lobster tails. Or if you you know, people people taking undersized ones, taking over their limit. All that shit. And what they do in season, when the mini-season starts, some people is they have filled their coolers up to the maximum. If they have four people on the boat, they'll fill it up to 24. Then someone will come out on the boat. They'll load that one on, exchange it with another cooler, and fill that one up again. And what they do is uh, these lobsters are... uh, They do replenish themselves that much. But what happens and they replenish them cells that the lobsters do year to year because of the way they uh breed and the way they're it's just the way it is and it's the way the water circulates and i it was explained to me one time that you you really couldn't wipe you could get all the lobsters at one time and then they're you know in about six months time there'll be more lobsters um I'll see how that works out. If that doesn't work out like the conch, because the conch was overfished down here. And uh, Mahi's starting to see that snapper, hogfish and all those things. People, uh, but with the lobster, uh, I don't know where I was going with it. People come down, they go nuts for it. They fucking come down. And there's so many people for it. it. It's in the middle of the week. I don't understand why they would do that I can understand business wise that they think that it brings people down and gets just gives a boost to local economies that are on the water from Lauderdale on down. That on the Keys, but in the long run, the people that come down and really take advantage of it, uh, n- most of them. I mean, there's always the it's the exception. The exception are the rule breakers. The norm is people that take their limit and take the right size, but the ones that really abuse it—they don't abuse it by like two lobsters. They abuse it by like three to four times the amount. And then commercial season's open, and all this has been decimated, and their habitats and all that stuff. The way people go about it—you're supposed to get it with a tickle stick and a and a, and a net, a bully net. And you coax them into the net, and that's how you get them. Or or get them in a trap. But uh, traps aren't allowed. You're not allowed to drop the traps until the end of mini season, I'm pretty sure. That's where I lack uh, a lot of the knowledge. So we'll have those people. I think I'll probably be gone when lobster mini season is going on. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of some of the people that come down for it. Not all the people. I said some of the people. One of the ones that come into uh, the town. And they, they do it in every town. Any, any place they go. They'll go to the local supermarket. They get their, their beer, their water. And they fill up the coolers and get the ice. And they, they empty the bags and open up the cases for the beer and the soda and shit. And just throw the empty bags into the shopping cart. If you're lucky. Or just on the ground. And you can just get pissed off looking at them and just realize there's nothing you could do to change the way they behave and as soon as you tell them to do something like that and they might, you know, if you're taking a picture they may stop doing it then but they're going to do it eventually that's just the way they are, they're fucking assholes they're just fucking assholes that there's no shame and they'll just do those things Speaking of assholes, uh, recently I had a friend of mine, a friend of mine, acquaintance. I'd like to call him a friend, and he came in with his girlfriend and the girlfriend's girlfriend. Two things. We're going to talk two different subjects. Okay, but I mean they're out frequently, so it's not an unusual thing for them to happen. But this older guy comes in, a little older than me. It's mid-60s. Didn't really take care of himself too well. And he was a man of short stature. Not that that should change the way he behaves. But this guy, for some reason, when he... Sometimes when he drinks, and you've heard where, he turns into an asshole. Or a lot of times. Maybe, that's from what I understand, a lot of times when he drinks, he turns into an asshole. And he turned into an asshole. And he started inter- interrogating friend of mine he didn't really knew him he kind of knew of him and he started interrogating him about being a contractor where they had a license what's his name what does he do how much does he make and does he know who he is and all that stuff and he's you know so kept on going i wasn't really comfortable with the conversation but then he started getting personal and it wasn't that busy a night. It was on a Wednesday night. And the guy had ordered some food and he was sitting there. And he had said some things to me kind of slightly off color. But then again, I I try not to take anything personally, especially someone that has a couple of drinks. Then I realized he may have had a lot to drink. And, you know, sometimes it's a bartender, you don't know necessarily the first time you see him if they had to drink, yeah, you, they tell you how much they had to drink by the way they behave, uh, by the way they act, you know, slurring the speech and things like that. This guy wasn't doing it the right way, but he was being quite an asshole about it. And then I noticed he must have drank a lot before, and I kind of cut him off right then. And I let it go, and I tried to placate him. I said, listen, listen, we don't... Let's, let's keep it nice. Keep it on the level. So finally he started saying some things personal about the guy. And then finally I just raised my voice. And I said, you're going to have to shut up. The guy does not do that stuff. He's a very nice guy. Stop doing this. He goes, well, I'm not going to come here in a long time. I'm like, what kind of threat is that? I'm asking you. What kind of threat is when an asshole says to you, well, I'm not going to come back. Yeah, well, that's like saying, "Hey, Merry Christmas, Happy Birthday! Here's a gift for you." When anybody says, "I'm not coming back here," and they're demonstrating they're assholes or crazy, that's a reason to celebrate. So I'm like, "Okay," and I was—I I raised my voice a bit, and I found—and the people were appreciative. I just said, "Hey, listen, we just don't." We don't put that up. I got to shut it down when people get too personal about politics, when they say nasty things about other people. I just I, I shut it down because they take it personally. And people uh, they they don't quite understand when when people, even if I don't support the former president, I don't need people going and saying nasty stuff about the people that are supporting and saying it loudly and abusively. So I'll just. I'll just shut it down. I'll say, listen, you know, I'm not necessarily a supporter of them, but I just don't want this kind of animosity going down. And you got to shut it down right away. Just the way things are, you shut it down, you feel like a kid. When it shut it down the other way, when it's someone trash talking my guy, my my party. I shut it down. I just say, hey, listen, we just don't want to do that. I know it just jumped. And they go, well, wait, you don't like it? And they go, well, well, it's a free world. And I say, well, yes, it is free. It is certainly free. But you're in a private, you're in a business, and it's not free. You cannot come in here. If you're uh, talking, I mean, especially you, you're not supposed to talk about politics, religion. Politics and religion in, in a bar. It just gets people too upset. And when you're in a fucking bar, unless you're Irish Catholic, right? How strong religious feelings do you have when you're getting drunk? You know? And I'm Irish Catholic, so I understand. Don't get all... Or I mean, I have people come in and start saying shit about the Catholic Church and all that stuff. And I go, okay, well, you go lay, lay off it. Lay off it for a while. We're not going to talk about religion. Stuff like that. And it's just it's just one of those things. Well, this guy be, getting personal about someone. When someone starts getting nasty and personal and they start bringing people down, I'll just shut them down and just say, listen, people just don't want to hear that. And you cannot abuse other customers. It is free, but you can't abuse other customers. And you're not going to threaten another customer. And you're not going to wait for another customer outside. That's, none of that's going to happen. And if you do want to fight someone and the other guy wants to fight you, you can drive down the street to do it. Okay? Or drive across, right across the street from us is the government center where there's sheriff's deputies over there. And there's a nice green lawn. And you can get in and fight right there. Right in front of, so if they need to arrest you, they can take you right there. We don't need to call that here, and I will not i try not I haven't had I haven't had physical a physical altercation in years in front of me right I haven't I've been lucky we just don't don't like it. I guess these people avoid it. They go to other places like that. I hear stories in my... On some of my bartenders' feeds where they talk about being dive place where they have to call the cops every so often. You could become a nuisance establishment then. that You could lose your liquor license if that happens so often. So I'm just saying, hey, listen, I understand he insulted you and your wife and stuff like that. You can... Uh, uh, the guy's going to get thrown out, and he's going to leave. And if he doesn't leave, then we can call them. We're saying we're having someone that's when you're asked to leave and you don't leave, you're criminally trespassing. And if anybody's going to get hit, it's not going to be you, you know. And tendernessly, you know, I don't like getting hit by poor people because you don't have any legal recourse to get them in civil court. <laughs> so I've never, so I don't, I haven't been hit in a long time. So it's been a long time, very long time. Now, if it was a wealthy person with significant resources, maybe, hey, stand in front, wait, do you got the camera ready? Come on. Okay. I'm going to be as calm as possible. let that's just say, and, Pain and suffering, but you know I'm not that kind to adjudicate. But I do. If I want to get hit, if I'm going to get hit by a car, I want to be hit by a. I want to be hit by a well-insured vehicle, not by a piece of junk that doesn't have any insurance or someone that doesn't have a license or nothing to lose. I know. Speaking of taking things, per- on one of the websites, uh, websites on these one of these groups in Facebook I belong to. I don't want to say the name of it, but it's for people in the industry, just an industry sounding board for things that happen in there. And someone just goes off on recipes, drink recipes. And it was the Royal Crown. I think it was called the Royal Crown. And the Royal Crown, most people make, is crown, peach Nops and cranberry. That's a shot. You know, one, one ounce crown, half ounce uh, peach, and half ounce crayon. Depending on how weak you want to make it. Because, you know, whenever you have to put things, when someone has something like that, there's a little known secret if you really wanted to take taper someone off, you just start adding more mix, start adding more mix. Because if they really wanted a shot that tastes like stuff, they would just drink bourbon, scotch, Vodka, gin, rum. Right? Well, these people just chimed in like they were taking it personally that the person did not know what it was or they made it with someone may have thrown in Malibu rum. Hey, once you put that shit in, once you took crown and you put the peace schnapps in it, don't get all holier than now about someone putting something else in it. Or calling a drink a garbage drink. Someone called a, a Long Island iced tea a garbage drink. Well, you know what? That's one of the most popular drinks in the United States. It's full of a lot of stuff in there, right? You got vodka, gin, rum, tequila, and triple sec. A little sour mix, a little Coke. And that's a Long Island iced tea. And it depends. It varies on how... I saw someone have... A 32-ounce Long Island Iced Tea. Holy shit. 32-ounce. I mean, that'd be like 12 ounces of liquor in there. Once you... That's a half a bottle. If you finish something like that, I mean, with the way most mixes are and stuff like that, you'd have to get your stomach pumped. You'd have to go in a hospital. Okay. But... I mean, it's almost crazy. It's like that John Mulaney, the uh, comedian, says nickel shot night. Nickel shot night? Nickel shot night should be right next to uh, a, for, you know, the emergency room for a major trauma level one hospital. Some things just sound dangerous. But getting arguments over couples and how they're made, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Why are we so needy? Some of these, oh, I sway. I, I make these kind of drinks. I'm exceptional at this. I'm a craftsman. I'm a, I'm a cocktail smith. You know? A mixologist. A bartender. A bar jerk. A whatever you want to call it. A barman. A bar lady. A barmaid. Bartender. I think bartender works for everyone. Bartender. Bartender. Male, female, just works. Or, you know, inter intergender, I guess. Why get hung up over all this stuff? Aren't there more important things? And someone who makes something and they make it their own way and say, you know. It's drinks we take. We always take, we make a Key's tea instead of putting, we substitute Key Lime liqueur for triple sec. And I think... uh pineapple instead of Coke. Right? And that's the different, you know, you get the little lime in it and stuff like that. The Key's tea. That's it. Key's tea. I mean, you can call it Key's tea by putting rum. Rum in, uh, rum in your uh, iced tea. What's the big fucking deal where it originated and stuff like that? No one's you know, once you put a name to something and stuff like that, it's like people want to copyright shit. I knew a restaurant in Philadelphia and they're known for their crabs. They do crabs. And they used to do crab fries. And they were around for years. And now they have a chain of them and they're pretty high end. They may have a, maybe they have like 12 restaurants, but they're high volume. To make a decent amount of money. They're in the stadiums. And I think they have them in the airport too. There's probably maybe 20 now. Who knows? Who who knows? But at the original Anchor store. Or Anchor restaurant. Where they started. There was another restaurant across the way. From the, the road. And it was there just as long. And they had decided at one time. To make crab fries. And they were hit with an injunction that they couldn't use the word crab fries because it was copyrighted. Why get so touchy over it and stuff like that? It's like, did did, did the Outback State cast sue everyone that did a Blooming on, Onion? I mean, were they the first ones or was someone else the first one and they did it? It's like nachos, fajitas. What's the big deal, you know? It, you, instead of concentrating on who to sue, just try to make yours the best. Not worrying why someone calls it there. You know, I mean, you can't call. Obviously, you don't want to tell someone, uh, if you remember coming to America, John Amos, the owner of Mick, was it Mick? McDeed's? McDade's? Something or other. He had he had a knockoff McDonald's restaurant. One family-owned restaurant (laughs) and McDowell's maybe McDowell's and he changed all the names of the things like the Whopper and the fish sandwich and the shake and all this stuff I mean McDonald's is McDonald's I there was another bar it was called Champs it was in Philadelphia it was it was not exactly a dive bar it was in the far northeast And this is years ago. And someone had a chain of restaurants. I don't even know if they're around anymore, but they called champs and they put an injunction on them not calling themselves champs. I can kind of understand that. It would ruin their brand, maybe. But if their name was there before, what the fuck? How can you not? If you could show here, here's my bank account. Here's where I'm incorporated under. I don't see the big deal. Well... I'm not worrying about whether making the royal crown the right way and shots like that. And I'm not a shot guy and stuff like that. Recently, I just learned about, you know, I keep, I have my eyes, I mean eyes, my head around all these different shots, like the red snapper, crown, Amaretto, Cranberry. What the fuck? You know, all these people, picklebacks drinking whiskey and then drinking pickle juice, what you're saying is, I can stomach this if I drink this shit. You know? It's like tequila and margarita. A really good tequila. People just drink that. They don't make margaritas. You only see in the Old West and stuff like that where people go into this little bar in Mexico and they don't order a margarita. Well, first of all, it didn't enlist, uh, in, exist. Exist. And second of all, they didn't have any fucking ice. and probably didn't have the salt rim or the glasses. They'd have those fucking mugs they always give you. And it looks like they'd never been washed. Shot glasses, though. Shot glasses in the Old West. They were always around and stuff like that. So, uh, neither here nor there with that. I know a lot of times people say, you know, it's a Keys bartender show. Why don't you talk about drinks so often? You know, I'm always thinking about drinks when I'm at work. When someone wants something, someone says, oh, can you make a coconut martini? Yeah, I can make a coconut martini. How do you know how it's made? Because I'll make it the way you like it or I'll make it the way I think it should be made. Okay, cool. So I'll just take like a vanilla vodka, take like a little Coco Lopez and a little pineapple. Tiny, tiny bit of each of those mixers. Shake it with the vanilla vodka and that's it. And if I had pineapple, I garnish it with a pineapple or like coconut flakes, right? It's the way it is. People say, "Well, that's a pineapple. That's a pina colada martini." You can make a you can make any martini. You can make any martini. You just put a little. You put a strong taste of something. Probably not. Don't try not to make it too sweet. I don't know how people drink sweet. I don't drink anymore, so I don't know that. Okay, well. I'm going to be signing off shortly. I do appreciate you for listening. Uh, If you do like the show, please share it with your friends, family, strangers. The more I can get to listen, the better it will be. But I understand it's not for everyone. Sometimes you say, hey, this fucking guy just talks. And sometimes I don't even fucking understand what he's talking about. And he can't stay on subject. Okay, that's the way it is. You know, that's just the way we are wanted to be regimented and wanted to be free flow i don't have what else i have here i love talking oh the one thing i always forgot before i started signing out i was looking for some things for my trip i needed every time there's something i needed to get shaving cream you know a little travel shaving cream the little travel uh toothpaste uh socks oh I love walking, right? Taking walking tours. I'm going to drive in too, stuff like that. But I have this thing. I don't like wearing sneakers all day when I'm walking. I exercise in my sneakers, right? So if I'm hiking or walking, and it's a fine line. I understand that when walking. I like to use hiking shoes. I know. I used to walk through the city. I used to, uh, um, in Philadelphia, in Philadelphia. I used to take these long walks. When I say long walks, when I first started trying to stop drinking back in... What year would that have been? I'd have to say the mid-90s, the late 90s, early 90s. uh, I would... And I was drinking so heavily. I did not stop drinking then. I didn't stop, stop drinking until 2007 the first time. And, but in order to to get healthy, and I was getting, I was, I guess I was getting into, I was in my late 20s, early 30s, and I said, you know what, I better start taking care of my body a little better. But I'm still drinking like a fiend. But I just wanted to quit smoking. So what I did is I just started taking these long walks. I take a backpack loaded with water, some food, and all that stuff, and I just go walking. And it was a part, in the northeastern part of the city. It's called Pennypack Park and it follows this creek called Pennypack and it goes from one side of Philadelphia the far northern part of Philadelphia to the other side the um, from the, w- the western side of the north side of Philadelphia to the east side so the western side was Bucks County, Montgomery I think it was Montgomery County Montgomery County And there was, where the park started there, there was actually a a farm there on that side. You see cows and horses and stuff like that. And it went, that whole park went nine miles across the north, the way it meandered and stuff like that. It could have been like only five, six miles, but the way the path took through there, it was a little over nine miles. And I would walk that 18 miles back and forth. And I put, you know, I have a, ton of water in there, He'd be walking with like ten pounds of water and food. And then just go walking and stop halfway there, eat my thing and to do it. And then I sort of added to it. And I I got up to like God, 25-30 miles. And it worked for me. It just made me it's a way to think, it's a way to do things. And I love wearing hiking boots. I tried doing it with sneakers and stuff like that. My feet got hot it wouldn't give me the support and all that stuff so I got into hiking boots so it's a week before I go on my trip and I'm thinking I gotta get hiking boots because we're gonna be we're gonna be in the mountains of Poland and I'm gonna be walking around Krakow or maybe uh, if I can get into Prague without having to take a test I do that too but I, it's just the way if I'm gonna walk and be I need to I need to have the shoes and I had these lightweight um, almost military style boots that were waterproof. And I said, that is what I need. So I get it. So then I had to find long socks and all that stuff. And then I said, wait a second, I need a belt because I lost weight. This is recently. I'm talking about recently. So I'm adding to my list. I, I put this, you know, the little bottles of, uh, not the little bottles, the little toothpaste and the shaving cream and other things I wanted. Uh, and then I added a belt to it because. Since the operation I lost weight, I didn't want to have to cinch my belt. I have all these things. I was trying to punch hole in my belts. But the end of the belt comes out. And you have like an extra eight inches of belt coming out after you put it through the loop. And in the front. And I'm thinking that's just too long. So I had to get new belt. Well, I'm in the fucking keys. They're very stories. They closed the crappy Kmart. 'Cause I think that was one of the last ones. If all the Kmart should be closed now, I guess. Maybe there is one or two open. But you couldn't get that there. Couldn't get the obviously you couldn't get shoes. They do have there is a shoe place right around the corner from me. It's called the Sandal Factory. That's where I ended up getting my belt. And i got a belt. But just remember people down here, I was having a discussion with people. I'm gonna do it on the next show about why big box stores aren't gonna be opening up in places like Key Largo or places where there isn't high volume. Those days are over. I mean, some malls will survive because people will go to what's left because they like to, some people like to go shopping. They like to go shopping. Other people don't like to go shopping. And they learned that they don't like a, they don't like going par, going to a parking lot, finding a parking space, going walking around, looking at a place, having to talk to people. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. They don't like it. So we'll get, we'll go into that next. I'd like to thank you for listening. Once again, follow me on Facebook. That's Keys Bartender. Twitter, Keys Bartender. Instagram, Keys Bartender. And uh, if you have any questions, send them to jim at keysbartender.com. That's a real email address, jim at keysbartender.com. I'd like to thank you for listening and I will be back not too long and i'm probably get ready for the shows coming to you from poland i'm gonna to try to do those on my my phone i'm not gonna bring all this goddamn equipment with me i did that before and then polish customs thought my microphone was a dildo and was one of these meter mics it looked like a big capsule silver capsule i'll talk to you later have a great day